In this episode of Midlife AF, we're going to be talking to the wonderful Joe Wise. Joe is a great friend of mine, an amazing leadership coach, and a fellow swimmer. And we're going to be talking about the beauty and the joy that has come for us in making really authentic female friendships and swimming. See you in there. If you're a woman in midlife whose intuition is telling you that giving booze the elbow might be the next right move, then Midlife AF is the podcast for you. Join counsellor, psychotherapist, this naked mind and grey area drinking alcohol coach Emma Gilmore for a weekly natter about parenting quirky teens, menopause, relationships and navigating this thing called midlife alcohol free. If you're feeling that life could be so much more, that you're sick and tired of doing all the things for everyone else, if your intuition is waving her arms manically at you saying, it could all be so much easier if we didn't have to keep drinking, come with me. Together we'll find our groove without booze. Welcome, my lovely friend. Um, I brought Joe on today to talk about friendship and swimming together because we have known each other now for two years, something like that. Yeah, two or three. Yeah, yeah, something like that. And we met through swimming. And um, so in, in keeping with talking about things like queer dancing, ecstatic dancing, and things that light me up, one of the things that's changed my life incredibly, and I think most of the women that I know who do it, um, is swimming. And I brought Jo on because not only is Jo an uh, amazing coach and she'll tell you about herself and what she does for her business, but she's one of the inspirational women that I like to have in my life and makes my life a little bit better for her being in it. And I met her through swimming. So, Joe, would you, would you like to introduce yourself and say what you do? And thank you, Emma, and thank you for saying all those lovely things. Um, sorry, your lips are moving, but I can't hear what you're saying now. So I'm just going to talk, if that's all right. Um, so yeah, it's Perfect. been, and I feel the same about you. As far as you know, I think one thing I've learned over, I think my entire life, honestly, but particularly the last few years, is the importance of having, I won't say like-minded women, because I think that term's kind of thrown a bit about these days. Um, and now it's just buffering, so I don't know if I should stop, I should keep talking. I was just putting do not disturb on because um, okay. somebody tried to cool. phone me. Oh, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, 101. As I was saying, I think, um, oh, yeah, I just think that, you know, a connection something that's been really important to me and yeah. having friends. I'm one of those people that always loves having people around me. But I will honestly say I've just turned 51 and yeah. over the last few years, even just a bit before COVID, I really seemed to just understand more deeply how important it is to have really smart, wonderful people around me. Yeah. Um, and that, that that's mandatory for me yeah. now. Like it's just yeah. one of the things that that I do yeah yeah um, absolutely so yeah and that happens for me professionally with the women mm. that I work with um mm. and we've got you know a couple of one of my clients is just on there right now oh. actually. um but yeah but it's like you know surrounding myself with really really smart women that are like you said before inspiring actually doing stuff not yes. just talking about it yes. um and they seem to be the people that I attract through my business but also in my life you know yeah. with you know, with our book club that we've, yeah. you know, created and swimming and mm. all of the other exciting stuff that we do. So, mm. yeah. It's been such a great experience. Um, and I think particularly the swimming thing, I don't know about you, but my experience of swimming as a kid, I used to love swimming as a kid. And I used to, like, we lived in Africa, so there was plenty of swimming to be had. Um, not so much in the sea mainly but mainly in swimming pools and stuff like that and I completely loved it and then I think as I grew older I just sort of really stopped I think I went to school in boarding school in England the pool was really cold 
<laughs> it was outside. <laughs> and, That's you know, not it wasn't, fun. It wasn't a pleasant <laughs> experience ever. <laughs> it was like we were in Mallory Towers. <laughs> it was really quite unpleasant. No rock pools, though. Um, and I, then I sort of became more fearful, I think, of swimming as I got older. I, I was nervous about what was underneath me. Um, and then sort of just before, I think when COVID started, one of the girls in our swimming group said to me, oh, do you want to come and join us? We're, and I just started swimming with another friend of mine. And she was like, we've got this group. We go swimming. It's very chilled out. You can just come as you are. No, we, we don't, it's not, not competitive swimming. We're not even doing, um, what's it called? Freestyle. It's just, yeah. we just, we just <laughs> swim. <laughs> we, we just bob along and talk and it's not, and it just had such a lovely vibe and I just was completely hooked from the first moment I stepped in the water. Um, you know, it's funny that you say that, Emma, because I... I'd actually forgotten about this, but I was talking to someone about it recently where I loved swimming as well when we were a kid. I yeah. was brought up in Australia and yeah. we had a pool. So we were in yeah. the pool every day. And, you know, I have super, super fair skin. So yeah. in summer I used to swim within a tracksuit and a massive hat, right, which yeah. is ridiculous. Oh. The only way I could get in the pool was I was so, so fair. But then when I was in my early 20s, I had a, um, a big operation on my, my, my head. Um, like I had a tumour in my pituitary gland, blah, blah, blah. But when they had that taken out, they had to take a bit of fat from yeah. my leg and I had this scar and it just it just was a scar on my leg. Like yeah. unless you were looking for it, you would never see it. On my thigh, yeah. so upper thigh. So what happened? So in my early 20s, I went from loving the water and, and everything from when I was young, I got this scar on my leg and I started telling myself these stories of how I don't like the water and I don't like mm -hmm. swimming. Mm -hmm. And it was only years later that I realised it was because I was so self-conscious about yeah. this in my brown massive scar yes. on my leg, which realistically is this tiny little mm -hmm. line that you mm -hmm. can hardly see. Um, and it wasn't until I met um, my partner who is a surfer that, mm -hmm. you know, we started surfing and I fell back in love with the beach. Yeah. Um, but then, again, I'd surf down, like I'd go mm. surfing. Like when I say I'm a surfer, I'm not doing that. I just <laughs> have sure fun. I laugh. That's my yeah. only goal with surfing. Yeah, yeah. But never swim, never swim like locally where we yeah. did here. And I was a bit before COVID, I think I was introduced to it as well. I was learning about the benefits of cold water swimming. Mm. And, and a few, you know, when you start to think about these things and then you, it starts to be in your conversation and people yeah. started mentioning it to me. And then... Um, a friend of mine said, you know, I'm swimming in the morning and I'm like, can I come? Yeah. And from the very first day, yeah. I was absolutely hooked because yeah. it was, you know, I, I, get, I loved it and it was so important yeah. to me. I was swimming pretty much every single day, you know, through winter yes. as well like you. But I'm in, 12 months ago, I moved away from the water yes. to further into the country. So yeah. we've moved up into Wood End, which is a beautiful part of the world. Mm. But even further from the water than I was before. Yeah. Um, and really when I left, I re went through this grieving, mm. real deep grieving yeah. for my swimming. And I yeah. literally couldn't talk about swimming for six months yeah. because I wasn't able to talk about it without crying. Yeah. So I would like, someone would ask me, do you miss your swimming? And I'd be like, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> like I was talking to people, you know, close yeah. people about it, working through my grief. Yeah. Um, but I just wasn't able to, I was just so heartbroken mm. from losing it. And I, I realised the reason why is mm. because it was giving me so many things. Like it was meeting my need for connection, mm. you know, connection to myself, connection to other people, yeah. connection to nature. Yeah. And like I would do something brave, yeah. like going into the water, swimming, just swimmers in June yes. down in Victoria. It's yes. a very brave thing to do. So... For me, it was like I'm doing all of these things, something brave, and all before, like, you know, 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So it just, there's some, yeah, it gave me so, so many different things. That's it. And there's something amazingly grounding about it as well, isn't there? I think that was my big thing with it. It was like you, you get in there 
and you're really in like nature and you're really in the moment and you're in this beautiful place and you know some days you might be chatty and some days you might not be and yeah and some days the waves are crazy and some days it's flat as a pancake and it's just extraordinary isn't it isn't it just amazing like you said in the being in the moment I think that's one of the things that you know I've tried I used the word tried deliberately to meditate for years um and still I'm still trying um but it's all like my mind's always you know going and and so on so with being in the water if I'm by myself or with Mm -hmm. someone you know with a group of you and and so on like it's it seems to give you what you need, the ocean, every single day. So, like, yeah. this morning I went, I've driven down this morning and went for in this morning, and it was so rough. It yeah. was like a whirlpool in there, yeah. and it was just delightful. So much fun. You know, I was um, like, this is just what I need today, was to yes. shake things up a bit and to, you know, to really, um, yeah, I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's, there's always something, but you've got to be present because oh, yes. there's, you know, the water's moving and there's that's, so much going on. So, it. yeah. That's yeah. It. yeah. It really offered up to me this big opportunity as well of um, addressing my fears when, and it was a big piece for me when I was going through a bit of meaning making around the fact that I couldn't swim sometimes. So normally there's set times of the day that we go and swim and there's generally a big group. And I went through a whole period, I don't know if I told you this, Joe, I probably did, um, where I was making a lot of meaning about the fact that I couldn't find, I couldn't get along at the same time as other people and so in my brain I was like oh I'm just you know all this all the stories about what it meant about me and all this stuff and it was so interesting because it was one of those things along with my fear of swimming alone that I had to kind of um, get over and it's been such a learning about number one the stories that we tell ourselves that are not true and then number two, sometimes when we do step into that scariness of doing something new and it can become one of my, like now I love to swim alone as much as I love to swim with other people. And yet I was terrified of it. So interesting. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't swim often by myself, but there was one morning my first year of swimming it was like um it was the middle of winter mm. it was freezing cold yeah. and I was meeting someone down at the water to go for a swim yeah. like and it was still pitch like yeah. the middle of the night and she didn't turn up oh. and I remember thinking oh that's interesting what am I going to do am I going to go home yeah. and then I'll be disappointed with myself yeah. or am I going to be super brave and swim yeah. in the dark yeah by myself yeah you know like yeah. water's pitch black yeah. can't see a thing yeah. and I was like I'm actually going to do it, and um, you know, it was it was semi rough, but I'm yeah. I grew up swimming, so I yeah. I have I'm actually I actually think I'm very confident in yeah. swimming. I don't necessarily have that evidence to back up how, but I've always said I'm a strong Got swimmer, even though necessarily <laughs> I may not have evidence about that. But you know, the belief's there, right? That's, That's all right. we need. Yeah. Um, and I swam it that morning and by myself and I kept my, my brain, I had to keep mm. it completely mm. busy. So I, can, I wrote a training yes. as I was swimming oh my God. and then got back and yep. got out and went, yes. I was so proud yes. of myself and also I'll never do it again. Never swim pitch black <laughs> on my own with, in the, you know, I was like, I've done the brave thing, tick, move on. I don't have to prove that to myself again. Um, but I enjoy, for me, it's definitely connection with people as well. Um, yes. I get, out of it and even like this morning I turned up and swam with I think 90% of the people that I swam with I'd never met before and it doesn't matter like it was just people there you know you can engage or not and I think that's the thing one of the things that I was when I was thinking about this conversation with you is you know how do I turn up to swimming and who do I turn up as and for me um, you know so much of what I do with work is, you know, helping other people and, and working with other women. And it's, I think the swimming for me, as well as the connection with others, has really helped me to sort of come back to actually who I am. And yeah. and it's okay to turn up as swimming with just as me, 
with, you know, peel back the layers and turn up as me. Yeah. And like you said, some days you laugh, some days you want to do with others, sometimes you want to go alone. But, yeah. you know, some days we laugh, some days we cry, sometimes. Like it's just whatever I've needed. Yes. And to at my age, at, at 50, mm-hmm. I didn't imagine that I would be meeting, you know, in the last couple of years, developing this massive network of new people from yes. all, all, you know, sort of all different industries yes. and, and areas of life and experiences and having this deep, deep connection, which has, yeah, it, it's just been, it's phenomenal that, you know, it's not, you know, we think about, you know, I, I personally have thought about, you know, you make friends and so on yeah. through your younger years and yeah. that you kind of, you know, yeah. you lose a few on the way because you, you know, you grow yeah. out of them or something, but to have this massive group of women that you can talk mm. to about anything, anytime, mm. um, you know, everything from, you know, to be able to talk openly about menopause, oh, yeah. for example, oh is yeah. I, I can't believe in our greater society how yeah. uncomfortable people get when you mention, yeah. you, you know, I'm in menopause. Yeah. And people are like, I've had people say, oh, you don't need, you know, or oh, you're oversharing. Yeah. Or, and I'm like, yeah. what? What do you mean? And, you know, like to be around people, you can have talk openly around the real stuff that's actually going on for me at the yeah. time is just, it's given me so much. Yeah, absolutely. I, I find even, uh, there's something really strange be- about the group that we have in, and it's so beautiful. I think it's, I think it's, it's co-created by the people who started it, but you, you, you jump into the sea one day with somebody and you might not know them from Adam. And yet by the time you've come back, and, and often people reveal these beautiful things about themselves and these amazing pieces of insight. And like I was, I went on this uh, swim with um, a lady and we were talking about my um, kid being trans. And we were, it was just, I, I would never for a million years have thought that this person would have so much to offer me. And she did and I came in a way and I was like, wow, you've actually really helped my, Oh, hi, Brooke. <laughs> Brooke um, yes, it is. Um, but you've actually you know Brooke really, too? Uh, yes, I've done a course with Brooke. She's lovely. Ah. I, I, I did Hustle and Heart with Brooke. It was beautiful. Did I? Um, but <laughs> there we go. See, you've got to come swimming with us, Brooke. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we, um, we just, that people can just, amaze you with their insight and um and you find that if you it's again it's like that stepping into never <laughs> where, where does Brooke, Brooke you don't live you don't live our way do you you're, you're in Sydney that's right that's right I think yeah uh, yeah I think so too or certainly not uh this cold <laughs> this cold climbs <laughs> But it's yeah, it's uh, yeah, Sydney, Sydney. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, yeah, Emma. About like, I know when I was really, you know, the first couple of years swimming, and I was going into perimenopause, but I didn't know what that was, and I was um, exhausted all the time. Yes. I was um, just like exhausted, yes. and I hadn't gotten to the hot flush stage yet, yes. but I was hot yes. a lot of the time, and I was. I couldn't be near my partner in bed yes. and there was, you know, my libido dropped and, yeah. you know, I was just, it was so many things going yeah. on, which now looking back, I can go, oh my goodness, like yeah. 10 top things yes. were all happening. But it was, I, I worked out what was going on and started yeah. seeing a naturopath and so on. And the amount of times that I'd be swimming with someone and they'd be like, oh my God, I'm so exhausted and yeah. this is going on. And we'd, we'd have a chat about it. And I'd be like, yeah. you know, have you thought about yeah. menopause? And they'd yeah. be like, oh, my goodness, is that – and, you know, the next time I'd see them, they would have been in yeah. touch with my naturopath and, yeah. you know, and they would be doing things to improve. And it's like just from one – and, again, I would maybe never see them again or just but from those individual conversations, yeah. that the impact that we all – you know, that I've had from conversations with others and that I guess others have had from me, it's just like a – it's a phenomenal place to be in. Yes. Um, and to know that, you know, to have a place where you can – you know, be judgment-free and have conversations that are open. And to know that it's really refreshing to me now that I've moved to the country. I don't have this in the country yeah. yet. So 
I don't yeah. have this strong group of women locally yeah. where I am. I'm, I'm meeting people and I've met yes. some really fabulous yes. people, but I'm still, it's kind of like, it's going like, like, like dating actually, yeah. going through yeah. meeting friends yes. in advanced stage. And I think with the swimming group, we did that. It was, it was kind of like really compact. Yes. It was because you're swimming with them every day yes. in normal life. You kind of get to know someone over a few months and yes. you become friends and you go for coffee and then, you yeah. you know, there's all the stages like yeah. dating, really. Like dating. Um, yeah. Whereas I think in the swimming group, it happens in a really compressed environment. Mm. We went mm. deep quick. We, you, do. you know, because you're in the water and you're in yeah. nature and all of that. You're being so present with each other. Um, and you're in your bathers. Yeah. yeah. And you, yeah, you're in your bathers. <laughs> so, you know, and that, you know, that's something else for, for, a lot of women actually being in your bathers yeah. and you know we have been nude to do a couple of nudie yes. swims as well um <laughs> it's a really vulnerable space for it a is. lot of women to do that yes. um and to turn up and you know pretty much strip down yes. when you're wearing a bikini or wearing swimmers and to be able to walk mm. to the water and that's a really vulnerable space for some women i think that's, that's why we go so deep so quickly because it. we've got you know most of our gear off right that's so it. There's no, no hiding anything, is there? There's not. There's not. And it's kind of, there's something very freeing about it, isn't there? There's something sort of oh. freeing about that. The fact that we're yeah. you know, in our daggy swim, swimmers. Yeah. No one's like in their fan, no one's in their fancy, like I'm on the Costa, wherever. I'm in the, um, I'm trying to think. No one's fancy, looking like that, mate. Well, I think we are all looking very beautiful that of part course. of the morning, but. We may not feel it, you know, yeah, like it's yeah. just you're rolling straight out of bed, you know, into your swimmers, into the water, and it's, yeah, it's, um, there's, there's no hiding. I think that's, I actually so, think when I said that, that it's really hit home and that it's true. There's no, there's no um, pretending that, you know, or creating positive perception. Yeah. It's just, it's just raw and, you know, in your swimmers. Yeah, just and a bit awkward and all those things, and, you know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and especially if you end up, like, quite often you'll be swimming with someone you don't know very well, and is that almost, and, uh, you know, this will be interesting as well for people to, you know, because a lot of people, because obviously Joe knows I work in the um, alcohol area, but often the reason why people drink is because of social anxiety, and that's another one of those things that's like, yes, it can be awkward to step into some of these things, but actually awkward's okay and that's actually quite natural for us to you know when we're in a social situation for us to feel a bit uncomfortable and yeah. you know to sort of stand in that is quite a nice um piece of practice to get into as well I think yeah and it you know I also think sort of challenging our own perceptions of what it's like to be in you know midlife yeah. I guess which is you know I've I've said you know with the move and everything and a lot of people have said to me you know like oh what will you do about friends or yeah. it must be you know hard for you not having friends I'm like well I'm making friends and yeah. you know I'm expanding my circle hasn't gotten smaller it's actually yeah. expanded now I'm, you know where I live and where I used to live and now where I do live so it's just mm. getting bigger and bigger but I think sometimes it's easy to fall into sort of old beliefs or old perceptions of what we expect you know oh 50 year old women don't go out and make new friends like well yeah. why the hell not yeah you know I can't, can't we create deep you know what might start with awkward conversations yes. and awkward friendship can become something really really it's special exactly like right. you know what we've created but it's yeah. um I think sometimes we've just got to stop and you know what are this we've t talked about a couple of times during the stories yeah. in our head but actually step back and go like is it you know is it, a, you know, I, do I have to be comfortable all the time? Or, you know, if you've got some beliefs around what is acceptable and what yeah. is acceptable, like just stepping back and asking ourselves, is that is that actually true? That as yeah. a 50-year-old woman, I can't yeah. make new friends? Like, I'm making friends, yeah. you know. I'm I'm out there and I'm going to yeah. be doing it because I need that. Exactly. So right. how can I create it and how can I be proactive with it? Yeah. I think it's so yeah, yeah, interesting. Mm. And so it's interesting that you have that, you know, I, I so remember one story for me of our swimming group was that we went and we all met in clothes and we had this event in clothes and it was the weirdest thing because we'd never seen each other without swim caps on. And 
it was really awkward. And to begin with, everyone was a bit like, oh. And I remember just saying, this is a bit weird, isn't it? I don't know who half of you are because your head's a different shape. <laughs> Yeah, because we have swimming caps yeah. on. You look different with yeah. a swimming cap on and just swimmers on. But it was one of those ones that once you opened up and you're like, this is a bit weird, it's a bit awkward. It's kind of like we've never met each other before, even though we have. It's just that we've met each other swimming. And now, as soon as you kind of lay it open to people, they're like, oh, yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? And then you can have a laugh and then it becomes yeah. fine. It's yeah. that open, awkward vulnerability that we talk about so often in our little group um that you know gets us away from that sort of perfection and trying to pretend to be all the things and um being our our real selves our true selves with each other and i guess and what you said around um like being okay that it's socially awkward if i think back to like my 20s and 30s any sort of socially awkward situation generally did have like there was generally booze there, you know. Yeah. I, mean, I was a Contiki tour guide job place for like almost ten years, so you know there was a little bit of booze involved there. Yes. But when I think back about that, and I, I, I sort of bring that forward into to now, I'm like, it's not. I don't need it. I don't, you know. I mean, I you know might have a drink every now and then, but it's like it's actually with the swimming, it's it's actually like it was created a space where it's okay to turn up however you are and yes. for whatever you need yes. on that day. Yes. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. And show yeah. your soft underbelly and be loved for it. Like yes. show your soft underbelly and be loved. And that's I yeah. think part of it too. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And and really is the soft underbelly mm. too. Like that's not just a metaphor. Mm. That's real. Yeah, like, yeah. Most of us are, are like turning up with a soft underbelly and showing it, you know. <laughs> like, you know, with the bikini yeah. and you've got the yeah. you know. Yeah. Um and being okay with that, yeah. like turning up daily, you know, every or for me it's sort of fortnightly now. But um, you know, because I it's something I went um recently I went swimmer shopping and for me, I've always wore bikinis yeah. for years, and that's really important to me to keep wearing bikinis because I'm, you know, proud of my body yeah. and, and everything. And I had this horrific experience of buying swimmers where I went into the shop and, you know, the teenagers in the, the, the yeah. counter kind of ignored yeah. me. And then so I fumbled my way in and oh. tried on these horrendous oh. swimmers that didn't suit yeah. me at all. And I, I left and, um, you know, and my boyfriend was like, how'd you go? And I'm like, it was horrendous. I'm yeah. never... I don't want to try and swim as ever again. Um, and then, you know, we went to another town and he's like, why don't you pop in? And I'm like, no, I can't. I can't deal with it today. And he's like, you know, you're very brave. Why don't you give it yeah. a go? And I went in and I found yeah. some swimmers that were, were great. I'm really happy with them. Yeah. But it was, it was so interesting, the stories that were coming up for me yeah. in that time because I was started to say, well, you know, maybe as a 50-year-old woman, I need to be wearing a full piece now. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe. And I was like, just, and I, I did have the encouragement yeah. and my, my fabulous boyfriend was amazing. Yeah. But, you know, it was like it's so easy to fall into those stories, the, the old sure. stories, but it's like, no, hang on, I deserve this. This is something that's important yeah. to me. So I'm going to find it. I'm M. And I got two pairs of yeah. bikini that day. And, you know, it's just like, like being, a, being aware of those uncomfortable situations yeah. and, you know, sometimes with the support of others and sometimes yes. on our own, being brave yeah. enough to do it on our own. Yes. I think that, that's a big lesson learning I reckon yeah. in for me at the moment like it's, it's a theme that keeps coming up yeah. over and over and over yeah yeah, yeah. really interesting isn't it it is and, yeah. and I, harking yeah. back to um friendship and I know for me when I stopped drinking um which was in 2020 I was convinced that I would never I wouldn't have the same sort of social engagement that I had when I was drinking because most of my friends, their role, their their um, worlds revolved around alcohol, and so the, all of their socialising revolved around alcohol. And some of them came with me actually, and then sort of we changed our relationships. Our relationship came more about doing things together, or just hanging out for a couple of hours, or something that wasn't just solely about drinking. Um, and then some people just kind of drifted away, and that that was okay yeah. as well. That's what happens in life sometimes. But then what was so lovely for me is it kind of coincided with me joining the swimming group and all these beautiful friendships blossomed with people who drink 
but their whole life doesn't revolve around drinking and they've got the same um, kind of values and passion for learning and and um, passion for just sort of supporting each other and, and doing interesting things that I have. And so it's almost like swimming opened up this whole other world of friendship for me as well. Yeah, and, you know, for me as well, um, I just think that recognising that that was a whole activity that had nothing to do with alcohol, yeah. really. You know, yeah. like I hadn't actually sort of connected that before, but it was like all the friendships we've got and, and everything now, they started from a place where so often in, I think, Australian yeah. society, maybe it's bigger than that, um, where the first thing is well, let's go for a drink or yeah. whatever a lot of the time. And Definitely. it's so easy to fall into that habit, yeah. but it's not necessary. There's a whole different world when you're open yeah. to it to find. And we, we've got this community that was created from just a couple of people that went, we want to become yes. swimmers, you know, we wanted to swim in the water that's got nothing to do with that. Yeah. So that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. And I think that also adds that little bit of authenticity that we're not hiding behind anything with each other. Um, and it just opens you up a little bit more. Like you say, you kind of, you open yourself up more easily and then that allows you to kind of build friendships um, quite authentically and quite quickly as well, which is really nice too. Yeah. I wonder... I actually wonder if that's why, you know, I say with our swimming group that you, you go deep and you go fast yeah. type of thing with the friendship. Yeah. Like it felt like that. I wonder if that's actually, I imagine that that's impacted it because we're, we're real, we're yeah. not wearing many clothes. We're, yeah. Like you said, we're showing us off the leash right from the start. Whereas yes. I guess in, you know, a lot of other relationships where you're going out to dinner and yes. drinking and so on, there's that, I don't know. We're putting on our armour. Yeah. Yeah, a protective um, yeah. self. So it's authentic. Uh, yeah, more authentic straight away. Yeah, yeah. I reckon that yeah. actually is, this had more of an impact than I ever thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, very, very interesting. And I think particularly for people who are watching who are wanting to be alcohol free or taking a break from alcohol, reducing their alcohol level, that was one of the things I was saying to Joe earlier. It's so interesting because you don't have to just socialize with people who don't drink at all in fact it's so different and I didn't realize this at all because all my friends were um alcohol focused or at least I thought they were that's because I was yeah <laughs> so that's that interesting that yeah <laughs> um it's it's really interesting that you go out and you actually meet other people who who that's not they just have a glass of wine and then they move on to tea <laughs> it's like yeah, wow. yeah. Who like that's a, a thing? Yeah. <laughs> and I probably would have been like, oh no, I'm sorry, we can't be friends before when I was drinking because it just would have been so alien to me that that would be how people would spend their social time. And I would probably have been thinking, oh, um, you know, feeling awkward or a bit uncomfortable because I was wanting to have another drink and everyone else was having a cup of tea. But it's like <laughs> that, um, is it called, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but. Um... Um, a confirm like a confirmation bias yes, basically which is it. you're always it's like google you're always going to find what you're looking for that's it right. doesn't matter how ridiculous it is but yes. if you've got because i i mean i do yeah. i drink we're actually not drinking at the moment yeah. we've given up for a while but um i'm the type of drinker that will have a glass on a friday night with cam yeah. and like that's you know one or two glasses yeah. and that's it, every yeah. few weeks so you know you go to the doctor and they yeah. say how much do you drink and i say you know one to two and they go per night and i'm like no 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 yeah. like per week or per month yeah um, and so I've, I sort of haven't had that filter so much no. to look through as going, well, this is my friends come from this. Yes. Um, but it, it, it's interesting how like you'll always find what you're looking for. If you, isn't it sure. like you go, well, my, what, have, what will happen to my friendships if I don't have alcohol? Yeah. Well, like for me, that's more like coffee. I'm like, yeah. I'm a big coffee. No, I love yeah. having, having my coffee every day yeah. and I meet people for coffee yeah. and I do that. But it's like, you know, who am I without my yeah. coffee? You know, there's actually, there's so many people out there doing amazing things at all ages that, you know, we're going to connect if we're, or when we're open to it, we're going to mm. find them, right? Mm. And connect with them. And That's yeah, it. it's, yeah, That's it. it's certainly been a great opportunity. Swimming's definitely been a great opportunity, but also, you know, with yeah. our book club, we, yeah. you know, a few of us, and I, you know, 
I think somebody else started it, but you know, that was like, I just want to surround myself with smart women. Yeah. And we, we, so we just created it ourselves. We're like, okay, yeah. here's another sort of more niche thing we can yes. do. And, you know, we meet once a month and have conversations about all of this yes. stuff, you know, it's, we can create it on our own. If we don't have it in our in initial environment, um, you know, that's something that we can create, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. And you'd be surprised when you put it out there, how many people are like, oh, that sounds awesome. Let's do that. That's exactly what happened with us, wasn't it? I remember we were like yeah. swimming around and someone was like, oh, I love Brené Brown. And we were like, yeah, I love Brené Brown too. And like, oh, we should, and then we talked about it for a while. We're like, oh, maybe we should do it. And we decided that we wanted to do it. Really, we, we did Brené Brown's Gifts of Imperfection and we did it really slowly. We yeah. did a chapter a month. Yeah. And, and it was just... It took us like 13 yeah. months, which is one a month. Like my son he reads a lot and he's like, when I, when I was at the end of the book club last year, we were like, oh, we just finished the book. And he's like, oh, what did, how long did it take him? Like 13 months. He's like, I need a moment to sit down. Like, how did it take you 13 months to read a book? I'm like, no, because we went deep. We did one chapter a month. And God, it was good, yeah. wasn't it? Rather than like quantity, so we did quality instead. So good. Yeah. And so we got so into it. It was like every single little bit of it was, you know, we then went away with something to do for the month and, it's just a really lovely way to get to know each other as well, I think. Did we start that in COVID? I feel like we might have done. Or maybe well, it, was, it just after. Was, yeah, I think, think, I don't know, there was so, in, so much in and out down here in Victoria. But we finished it. We finished our first year, like our first book, in like December last, yeah. last year. And that went for about 13 months. So it was That's last right. year, but also a bit of the year before. That's right. You know, yeah. it's interesting talking about creating, you know, community you want or mm. sort of getting what you want um for me moving to the country I've you know I travel a lot for work yeah. and um deliver trainings and so on and, and speak on mm. stage and stuff and I haven't I, I'm living in Wood and it's amazing but I I've met some people I haven't met a lot and I yes. can see Beck Fryer's on this uh, call now so she's up from yeah. when you were right <laughs> um and she um and I was thinking the other day I was like I'm thinking about creating a like having a business a dinner for business women yes. like going well because that's what I feel like I'd love up there yes. is to have some women that you know they're career focused and yes. business focused and because I'm like well what, what do I really want I want women I want to have yeah. no people like that I'm like well how am I going to create yeah. it so it's kind of been a, an idea in the back of my mind but this conversation with you I'm like I think do it's it. just moved from the back of my mind yes. to the front of my mind to go yeah. well yeah if this is something I want I'm going to and if it's not already there, like, why don't I create it? So, ooh, you've given me a goal, That's Em. That's it. And it only starts with one, doesn't it? You know, you only have to, it's like my, I was talking to a friend of mine who set up a sober meetup group and she's like, she went for months and it was just her and a cup of coffee, but she was like, here it is, you know, come along. And then gradually, suddenly there's like loads of people coming out of all these things and there you've got your community. It's there. You know, beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I think, yeah. And Joe, Joe and I are very excited as well because we are off to the Wit Sundays with the swimming group, and it's my fiftieth birthday um, treat to myself. Um, mine, it's just not actually my fiftieth. It's a yeah. little my fiftieth, a little bit before. Um, and we're going, and so that's going to be another amazing thing. And again, Joe and I were like, "Oh, let's do this thing," and it's a little bit scary. And I haven't quite. Well, I was like, I haven't quite got the money for this, but I don't know how I'm going to make it happen. But we're going to do it because it's going to be an amazing, life-changing experience. And, and so we're off to do that as well. So that's super exciting. And something I would never have done on my own because no one in my family would want to do that with me. <laughs> yeah. I'm so excited. And that's one of the things the last few years for me, you yeah. know, since probably 50 even more is, you know, I'm like, what are the things I want to do? So mm. I'm going to go and do it. Yeah. You know, I've got an amazing family. They're yeah. very active. But I also need the space to be able to do stuff on my own with other women is Maybe. really important to me. Yeah. Um, and that, that's, you know, this week Sundays and I did a hike to Lara Pinta Trail last yes. year and I've got some more stuff coming yes. out this year. I'm like, I just, there's so much nurturing yes. for me in those, in those spaces yes. where you, you know, whether it's a morning swim or, yes. a, you know, like us, you know, going to the week Sundays for a yes. week and swimming every day. Like there's yes. just so much, you know, filling up the cup yes. for that. It's just, yes. it just, yeah. it lasts me months and months and months. And it's 100%. healthy, you know. And it's good and it's a really smart choice yeah, for me. Yeah. yeah. 
And every time there's always, you'll meet again, people who are, you know, around our age, doing amazing things and are just so interesting and you get so much, like you say, love, nurturing. Um, you know, people who hold you up and people who make you, you know, who, who champion you when you're doing well and, and uh, give you a cuddle when you're feeling sad. And, you know, that's what you need. And, and, and I think that is something that women's friendships, particularly at this age, come into their yeah. own for. Yeah. I saw that. I don't, I think we shared it in our book, book club yes. group, but there's, there's a, a YouTube video getting around at the moment by yes. Jane, Jane Fonda talking oh, about friendships yes. with women. Yeah. Oh, you know. And I watched that and I, I started crying because I was mm. like, oh, that's so how I feel. That friendship mm. so important to me and I will hunt you down if I think you're a yes. potential friend, you know, and chase after you and actively do it. And it's not always comfortable, but I will do it. <laughs> you know, that thing where you're like, you know, I was at a, um, a, a, a writer's festival up in Macedon, the Macedon Rangers Writers Festival a few months ago, and sitting next to this woman, we're chatting and we're vibing off each other and, you know, and at the end, I was like going through the process of like, do the, do I ask her out? You know, do I ask her for coffee? Do I not? And she's like, do you want to have a coffee? I'm like, yes, I do. I really do. I was about to ask. And it's just like, you know, we've got to get, I guess it's good. Like we've got to step into that, uncom yes. that discomfort and go, you know, there's always a risk with vulnerability, yes. right? But it's so worth yes. it on the other side because yes. there's, you know, there's connections and these experiences yeah. that we've created and that we get to experience are just, yeah. you know, yeah. they're just, oh, you know, and they fill us up because we're women, right? We do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, it, yeah, it's for me, it's, it's mandatory, mm -hmm. I reckon. I agree. I agree. I think that's something. I think hopefully that's been a really nice, um, feels like a really genuine conversation around midlife and friendships and swimming and all the things that have come for us um, through that and hopefully that's helpful to other people as well Joe, I love you, thank you so much for coming on and talking um, yeah. with everybody and sharing our experience and your experience as well I would love it if you would be kind enough to tell people um, about yourself as your business as well because I know there's quite a lot of coaches yeah. and people who um, yeah. come on and watch these lives even on replays and things like that so Thank I'm sure you. that you would um, be, have something wonderful to offer people. So would you be willing yeah. to share? Yeah, thanks. So so I'm a coach and also a trainer and I work with female leaders uh, and I work with female leaders that are ready to be, you know, unapologetic and to be bold and really step into their, into themselves, mm. you know. So it's about building confidence and helping them speak up in the way that they want authentically and, you know, we've talked about vulnerability a lot today. It's a lot of yes. the, the conversations yeah. I'm having with my clients. Um, and primarily I work with, you know, professional women, yeah. a lot work in corporate or running their own businesses. Um, and I've got really two main things that I do. I run a program called Rise and Shine, which is an online membership. We meet a couple of times a month and have conversations like this about, you know, we've got another, a call coming up this week, which is around, um, you know, important beliefs to have in leadership yeah. um, and then we also meet and, and have a connection call each month where we just talk about what it is that, that everyone's need and what are their challenges each month um, so that's you know my one-on-one -on -one coaching and my rise and shine program are, you know the real guts of yeah. my business um, and I just love working with female leaders I think I really think the world will be a better place when we I'm not say if but when we have equal number of female leaders at all levels of leadership um, in every organization every industry government in Australia and globally um, and I'm doing my part to make that happen by you know helping the female leaders get sometimes it's about getting their confidence back just because some of the businesses that you know particularly massive organizations yeah. people are working in it it is very can be really male dominated yeah. so sometimes they they think they're doing something yeah. wrong, but it's not. It's just that System. they're not seeing other examples of, yeah. you know, ethical, connected, vulnerable yeah. leadership. Yeah. So, you know, they're the conversations that I'm having. Yeah. So, and wow. my business is, is Joe Wise Leadership. So you can track me down on everything by that. Um, but, yeah, it's wow. I just, and I get to have those real conversations with women like you that I surround yeah. myself with. And, you know, within my business as well. So as far as I'm concerned, I've, I'm really blessed because yes. I've, you know, I've 
have created this and get to have these great conversations regularly. So, hundred um, percent. And what beautiful work you do. I think um, what you're talking about having women, and we're often talking as well in, in my groups around, you know, having the sensitive people, having the people who are empathetic, having the people who feel things strongly, um, and then learning how to use that strength and that um, ability in a powerful way. Um, because so often we've been told that our, our femininity or our um, sensitivity often is, and this is for male and females, but is a, is a weakness. But actually, if, we, yeah. if it's honed well, we can't, we can do with, we can do with anything better than more sensitive, um, but also strong and powerful women in the world. So thank yeah, you, Jo. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Emma. It's been wonderful to talk to you. Hi there. I just wanted to take a moment to invite you if you're up for it, to join my great Aussie alcohol experiment that is starting on Monday the 29th of May. Very, very excited about it. It's a bit of a strange start date, but I like to start on a Monday. <laughs> this is the program that changed my life. I went from somebody who could only take a little bit of time off from drinking and always felt like they were having a terrible time. I had had some warnings. My um, kid had said to me she didn't want me to bring wine to the um, bedroom anymore and I had fallen into a rose bush and got a rose uh, bark stuck in my near my jugular and my discharge note said pissed, fell into a rose bush, which was mortifying. And then I came across this methodology. So previous to that, it always been really, really painful to stop drinking. It was something I was like, this is going to be awful. I did the alcohol experiment and it changed my life. Within two weeks, I was like, where can I sign up to be a coach? And I was already training to, like, training to be a counsellor and psychotherapist. And this was like the added piece. And the reason why was because this methodology is not about stopping. It's not about restricting. It's about changing the way you feel about alcohol so that you can take alcohol to a place where it is small and irrelevant, where you no longer want it. It is a wanting program. It is not a behavioural program. And it's quite counterintuitive to a lot of us because we've been taught that things have to be hard. This isn't hard. This is joyful. Yeah, there's tough moments in it, but it's a process of learning about ourselves. And it's an experiment, right? So it's an experiment which means we're just trying something. We don't need to make a big drama about it. But it's also an experiment because the purpose isn't abstinence. The purpose is awareness, data collection, information. It is such a good program and I recommend it because it's what led me to take a year off from booze and now I'm three years alcohol, joyfully alcohol-free, and I keep discovering why. That's so, so amazing and exciting. But this isn't about people stopping drinking. This is about people seeing what happens if they take 30 days off booze. And the difference in my program is not only do you get videos with brilliant research content about alcohol, about the process of stopping drinking, but you and you get reflections, daily reflections. So you do some journaling, which really helps as well. But on a daily basis, I do group Zoom coaching. So every day of the 30 days, should you want to, you can come and be coached and have accountability with me and a group of other awesome people. That's the magic. That's what I, that's my difference. I, as I said, I'm a qualified coach, counsellor and psychotherapist. And in my programs, we get really deep. We go really deep. And it's really good fun too. We have a laugh, we might have a cry, we have a giggle and we go deep because a lot of the time 
we're not drinking we're not drinking for light reasons <laughs> we're drinking to escape stuff we're drinking to escape you know the stress of our days and stuff like that so we work on all that sort of stuff but it's brilliant come and join me you won't regret it it's a fabulous program and i'll see you in there before you go i just wanted to let you know that on tuesday the 16th through to thursday the 18th of may I am going to be running a three-day virtual retreat. So if you are feeling that alcohol has got a little bit more control in your life that you'd like than you'd like, if you want to know how to change your relationship in just three days without stopping drinking, then my three-day virtual retreat is for you. It's only seven bucks. Details are in the show notes. And basically what you'll have is an hour, an evening with me. I'll take you through some of the reasons why we could, we end up staying stuck in a negative relationship with alcohol when, and we believe that it's all really hard. But actually, it doesn't have to be hard at all. It can be really easy. And we can get to a place where we can just take or leave alcohol. And I'm going to show you exactly how to do that over three days. So there will be some journaling prompts. There'll be group interaction. There'll be a little Facebook group. And like I said, we'll have Zoom um, presentation and Q&As over three nights. As I said, the date's the 16th to the 18th of May. So I will see you there. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Midlife AF with Emma Gilmore. If you enjoyed it, please share on Instagram for your friends and tag me at Hope Rising Coaching. If you want to help me grow the podcast, please review the episodes for me on Apple Podcasts. That really helps. If you would like to work further with me, please go to my website, www.hoperisingcoaching.com for my free and paid programs or email me at emma at hoperisingcoaching.com. Sending a massive cuddle to you and yours from me and mine and remember to keep choosing you.